Hey, what's up, everybody? You are watching On the Town with Tanya, and I'm your host. Thank you for joining us again this week. We appreciate you. Um, please share the video if you get a chance. Uh, so tonight's guest uh, was an English teacher for, I think it was over 32 years, and uh, now is a songwriter, uh, singer, and most importantly, well, the teaching is the most important, but most new uh, for us is he's a, also a director. Uh, the name of the film is, uh, let's see, I was looking at your IBM, IBM here. Let's see, there's uh, Shadowlands. Uh, please welcome director Dennis Palenko. Hi. Hi, Tanya. How are Thanks you? For having me. This is awesome. This is great. I'm doing all right. Thank you. Thank you so much for showing up for us. We appreciate you. Um, we hope that somebody will be inspired today. Um, so you you originally, um, well, you probably still are a teacher, correct? You yeah, teacher? yeah. 32 years, 10 years in the boogie down South Bronx and just completed my 23rd year at White Plains. Loving it. Living it. 20 at White Plains? Wow. Yeah. yeah, I saw some uh, something nice that the parent had said about you. So I know you're a beloved teacher, um, which is very important. So, yeah. yeah, I hope so. You know, when you're real with kids, everything's so much easier. Uh, but they can tell a fake a mile away. And the day comes when I get a little tired and I'm trying to fake it. My mm -hmm. kids are going to let me know, like, eh, you know, but I'm, I'm having a great time. I love my job. And it's been my financial egg that allows me to do the art and I mm. love my art. How did you transition or, or when was the moment that you said, you know what, there's more lessons to be given. Let me try it in this arena. Cause you sing and you direct. So. Yeah. Well, I've been singing uh, for, for some time. I, I released my first album back in the year 2000 and um, that's always been a constant. I love my writing. I love telling stories through songwriting, mm -hmm. but recently, um, because I've I've always had my hand on on filming videos, music videos, whether it's my students, my my, my own children, but I came to realize that I really wanted to tell a longer story, a more in depth story about, uh, in particular, three kids that I lost in my teaching career. I lost a gang violence and and, and selling on the wrong corner and, and drive by shootings, and I figured, you know what? Let me tell their story and and make a character that's a composite of all three, and that's what happened with Shadowlands. It was a it was a necessity I had to get out. It was not only an importance for me as a director to kind of like understand what it is to 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 really walk through these waters, but also to tell their story. And uh, and luckily Amazon bought it. Amazon loved it. And, um, you know, I did a couple of film festivals before that. It got some recognition. Amazon knocked on my door. I was like, yeah, yeah this wow. is my little baby, little engine they could. Wow. Well, how did you, because so, you know, when you write films, it's different than writing, you know, memoir or books or whatever. So how did you do that transition? Or as a, a English teacher, I guess, maybe you had studied writing or knew about how to do films? Well, it's funny. I, I graduated from the High School of Art and Design on 57th Street in Manhattan, and I was a media major, so I was writing film, but I chose the route of teaching, and uh, and then from that point on, years later, eons later, after having taught great plays, and, and I'm a big film buff, mm -hmm. I figured, you know, why not give it a shot, you know, and, and, and I had a story to tell. I've got several stories to tell, but this was perhaps the most important one I had to get out first is really understand what it was to to play director, play producer, play right. supporting actor, all those things. Right. That's 
essentially how it started. It's it's just been call me a late bloomer. <laughs> well, was the acting first, or did Shadowlands come first? I, I think the acting came in the classroom for thirty years. <laughs> acting, performing, whether it's poetry, short stories, just really enacting taking on roles, really enlivening kids and inspiring kids to read and write through my acting. Mm -hmm. I think that's how I became a seasoned vet in the classroom. Right, right. And I wanted to transpose that into the film. It was wow. important to do that, yeah. That's, that's um, wow. I, I think um, when I look at your resume, I think, wow, this guy's doing everything that he loves to do and that he was born to do, um, which is very few of us can say that. Usually we're doing what we have to do. Um, yeah. So, you, you know, doing the film, working with the kids, uh, which is very big. That's the biggest thing yeah. of all because you're affecting a, a future of a life. So um, um, and then finding another medium to affect them even more is is just brilliant. So I appreciate it. Um, so you you yourself had played in, um, let me see, King of Staten Island as one uh, in 2020, right? Coming to America um and fbi most wanted my favorite show <laughs> um how did you get into um that to to the acting part uh well again i've been doing a couple of stand-ins and and uh walking walking roles and, and nothing really too major but i i think the honest the honest answer i can provide here is that my the real actor is my daughter my daughter's been on uh, Orange is the New Black, and, yes. and she has a SAG card, and so for me to really make this work, I had to ask my daughter, who was at 11 at the time, mm -hmm. to perform this particular role, which was actually very demanding. It was a role that required that she uh, be a seasoned street kid, right. so... And of course, she had the chops with it. So I, I really am not the actor here. I think if anyone is the actor, it's my daughter. It's and, daughter. and she's doing quite well. Yeah. She's actually yeah. at Yale right now. And Oh, wow. Yeah. She's studying environmental sustainability, uh -huh. but she's also got the theater in mind. Wow. What, what a brilliant uh, brilliant child it sounds like you have there. Uh, well, young lady actually now. Um, yeah. But I saw her, uh, the clip and her in the role, and we'll play a clip in a minute. Um, but she was very brilliant to, to be, she's like totally opposite of that character. Yeah. <laughs> which, she, uh, which is a, a testament to what she's all about. Yes. And it's funny uh, when I wrote the script, which is again, it's rated R it's a, it's an urban music yeah. drama. Mm -hmm. So I incorporated my music in it. It was live music. My daughter, who's a musician as well. Uh, I, I had her read the script and she was like, you want me to say these things? I was like, yeah. Uh, you want me to smoke that? I was like, well, not exactly, but we'll get like some Amazon coconut flavored like, <laughs> non-nicotine cigarettes. She's like, but does mama know? I was like, uh, let's go ask her. <laughs> My wife initially said no when she read the first five pages. No, she said, hell no. Oh, but then I was like, I was like, babe, just read the rest of the script. Please tell me what you think. By the end of reading the script, my wife gave the strong heads up, thumbs up, right. cried and said, mm -hmm. yeah, you got to get this done. You got to get right. this done. And right. and she gave my daughter the green light. I, I'll be honest with you. The actor here is my daughter. She mm. she had to be in this movie and she carried it. And I applaud her for and, and also I wrote it as a vehicle for my daughter because it was doing she was doing small roles here and there. But I figured, why not create a vehicle for her? Mm. Launcher, and then soon after that, Orange the New Black happened. 
Wow, brilliant. Go, Dad. <laughs> we need more dads like you. Uh, that's absolutely brilliant. She, she is brilliant in this role, and you're right. She does carry it because uh, her character is crucial uh, throughout the whole uh, film. So yeah. um, we're going to go to a clip. You want to set it up for me? I mean, for, we're going to do the trailer. Excuse me. Correction. Uh, and you want to set us up for me or should we just play it? Uh, yeah, it, it's a it's a very simple trailer in that it doesn't tell too much of the story, but it's very ambiguous. Mm -hmm. I like the mystique to it all. And play ahead. Check it out. All right, guys, just hold back and let's see how good I can do this. Uh, let's see. Mm -hmm. Let's see. Uh, wrong one. <laughs> Psyched. Um, okay, so let me see. Present. Share screen. Is that the one? Uh, I'm not sharing screen. No. Okay. Tanya's learning. Don't worry. Uh, extra camera video file. I thought I had this down, but apparently, yes, that's right. Okay, here we go. Here we go, guys. So sit back and check out Shadowlands. <laughs> Baby, do you know this man? He looks like daddy. There is no hanging out at the school. You come back home, you have two hours to do your homework. I'm living with a crazy uncle. Did you pray today? You don't know. You don't know nothing about the shit I'm going through. Did you get one chance, one life in that body? Respect yourself, respect your temper. I know the world is right. Wow. So that is uh whew, that was something else there. You saw that coconut flavor smoke going out, right? Oh, that, that, that's my favorite is the opening shot of her and you um, pan, wait, pan in or out. Uh, you pan in or out when she's yeah, yeah. zoom in, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Is it, was that was it was zoom in? Sorry. Um, that's my favorite shot. It's like, whoa. Cause it draws you right in. And as she's sitting yeah. there, Oh my gosh, it's amazing. I, I just, uh, um, I, I can't wait to see the whole thing. Um, because, um, it's, um, um, she really does something to that role. And, and more importantly, it's based on real stuff, you know, um, which is what I really like. Because uh, a lot of times, yeah, young people, I think, see themselves, they can see the better, bigger picture through something else, a medium that they like, music, uh, which I like your music, by the way. I love the soundtrack. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, I'm alternative, like little indie vibe, and yeah. Um, but but to to your point about the story that I had to tell, it was uh, again, I lost three kids in 32 years, three students to the streets, and and I, her character Natalie, mm -hmm. is a composite of those three, um, and it was a yeah, it, it's been a wonderful, strong reaction from many people who do see it and. 
And it's important that I get that down as a testament to these kids who could have led better lives if not for, if they hadn't had, if they had had a, an uncle like David, who I play. Right. But even David, my role is a down and out guy who's made mistakes. He has a criminal record and he's been there. He's walked that dead end and he's trying to enlighten this young niece of hers. Mm-hmm. That, that's the same path she'll be leading if she doesn't wise up now. And, and he tries to introduce running and, and songwriting as means to really get her off the streets. Wow. So yeah, check it out. It's a, it's, it's, it's a, it's a very, I'm very proud of the, the, the efforts we all put in, not only mm-hmm. myself, but uh, the ragtag guerrilla filmmaking efforts of everyone I hired from purchase college or my wife was holding the camera and wow. some in the back of the car and we're filming at four in the morning, the running scenes, just, it was a beautiful collaborative effort. It was a lot of uh, learning on my part too, because I, it was, again, it's very rough. It's very indie. Uh, not nothing's perfect. We don't, we have a very low budget. I, it cost me about 3000 to make the movie, but in total 10,000 with all the advertising efforts just to get it out there. And, and it's really paying back wonderful dividends. Oh, that's great. What did you, what did your students think? My kids love it. My students I know love it. Yeah. They, they love it. And and I have to warn them. I, I, it's funny because I had the, premiere at a public library where i had all my students come in and check it out and they were just floored by it they were floored by it because they spoke to them they understand a street culture and or at least some of my rougher kids do and and they were just look at me they're not like yo Polox, you got it you got it i was like thank you thank you oh, awesome. and again if anything it's a, a testament to the three kids i lost wow Wow. Yeah. That's, um, do you de- dedicate their names uh, at the, at the end of the film in the credits? Yeah, I do. I do. Oh, and it's, but it's also, uh, you know, it's, it, it was the easiest movie I could have done because I considered other options, uh, other movies to consider, but this was the movie first and foremost that my heart had to do. Mm-hmm. It was also the second movie that financially was viable. Okay. Because I, I could shoot on the street. I could shoot at small apartments. I could shoot in the school and get permission from my my principal. So, uh, yeah, it, it's such a difficult, difficult course to take when it comes to filming a movie. That two-hour, uh, two 15-minute movie took us two years to film. So oh, wow. it took my daughter from the age of 11 to 13. She mm-hmm. saw it from the age of 11. She, we wrapped up at 13 because time. We're all working people. She's a working student. I'm a working parent, and we're all right. doing our part. Right. That makes it harder. Um, what when you um, so is that that's your first film that you've done, right? Correct. Yeah, I've done at least eleven music videos before that. Oh wow! And the music videos were wonderful because it's that that's where I really earned my chops. I learned everything about holding a stabilizer and and using a DSLR, thirty-five millimeters, and different lenses i'm still a novice we're all learning i'm still learning and i I would imagine that my next movie is going to be that much better in every way i don't know about the storytelling because i can't choose from my babies but i think technically a lot better a lot stronger right Right. well let's say have you been inspired lately to tell another story yeah are you are you working so you're working on other stuff well i have two scripts done i have one in particular that uh, I, I I won't share too much, but I'll no, say no, no, definitely not. 
Yeah. It's a dystopian America where a certain presidential candidate wins a second term. Okay. And Spanish is banned. The wall is built. Um, so it's a different kind of America. And I have to tell that story. Okay. Uh, I also that, have another. That sounds good. That sounds like our. Uh, uh, it's a what if. Yeah, that sounds really good. I think it's good. I saw you said something about, um, you know, Latinos in um, in Hollywood, in the industry, you know, in film. Uh, and that was one of the things that inspired you. Um, tell, tell me more about that, because that's kind of how I started writing. The right. same. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm 54 years old and, and you and I come from a generation where we saw a lot of TV, where it just we, we were gravely underrepresented mm -hmm. and one or two shows is just not going to cut it for me mm -hmm. uh, and I, I just felt that no one was writing for me no one was writing for a demographic that i felt needed more representation mm -hmm. so it, it, it's probably in the back of my mind i'm not very conscious of it other than the fact that i find myself telling these stories and it's important but yeah i i I don't know. I, it's funny. I, I had a friend who said, "Hey, you're like the you're, you're like the Latino Spike Lee." I'm like, I don't know. I, I, I that's Spike Lee is just well beyond my consideration. I'm, I'm well, in awe. That opening shot did remind me of a Spike, like a Spike Lee joint. I will say that that opening yeah. shot got me. Yeah, got and me. like Spike Lee, he had to start somewhere. He started small, NYU, and then he just built up his nice little crew from school. And I'm, I'm there also. I just I have to tell these stories to tell, to really represent a group, a, a demographic that is highly underrepresented still. Yes, yes, you know? absolutely. I'm so, that, that's awesome because it is, uh, there's so many um, underrepresented groups um, and more of us have to pick up pens in order to change that. Yeah. We, can't, we can't expect somebody to come and say, yeah, we're going to write, um, you know, a Latino superhero. Sure, that's not going to happen unless we do it. So um, yeah. I think it's great. Um, that you're um, trying to make create your own change. Um, who are some yeah, can I just add something to that too? We just feel that you know, as much as I was a late bloomer, uh, I think many of my, I think my twenties and thirties, I was crippled by a sense of fear and mm -hmm. and not really sure if I could actually commit myself to such an endeavor. And and by the time I was in my early forties, I was like, to hell with this. I I've got the story has to be told. Right. So. Yeah, to your point, I, I just felt that I have to tell that story to represent people and, and to really give a voice to people who are often unheard. Right. Well, that's um, that's commendable because uh, it's uh, hard to get a voice these days <laughs> in, in any genre. Um, and so how did you get into the um, singing songwriting? I mean, you said you've been doing that forever, but like, was it did you say, well, I'm going to do the soundtrack. Why not? Um, uh, because I have the songs that would you know justify them you know everything yeah. that was the easy part <laughs> that was really wonderful because i felt that well why hire a musician when i've got the chops and i've got some songs to tell not only that my son has incorporated some great songs in it my daughter wrote family yeah it. so uh luckily for me you know we've got a nice little von trapp family that seems to be doing it right <laughs> But I was like, uh, yeah, well, let me write this story and add these, sprinkle these songs in it to make it an urban music drama, make it interesting. Mm. But uh, yeah, I, 
I don't know. You know, I'm telling you, when I was younger, I didn't intend this to happen. I, I was just a songwriter and I loved telling stories via music and melody. And as the years went on, I just felt that I had to maybe tap into that high school voice, that high school Dennis Polanco that majored in media right. that was filming small little bits, small five minute movies in high school. I never really got to see that fruition come to place. And it's just doing it now. I don't understand how it all seems to be meshing together, but it, it's working out. Wow. I'll tell you. Um, what, uh, what was the toughest part of, of filming um, Shadowlands, if there was? There were many. There, I th I'd say from the first day on, uh, whether or not cooperating or... Um, tending to uh you know just really demanding a certain kind of rigor from uh cinematographers or cameramen and uh, yeah i'm talking i'm working with young people right. who were you know they know that it's an advantage for them to really get this on their resume but it's also you know they're young and they're not understanding of the professionalism i require so but uh, ultimately the hardest part was working with my daughter in regards to her school schedule she was all in on it she was right. all in on it mm -hmm. but because it's dad there were moments where you know she and i were just and uh it, and then she put in her two cents because i through the years i've 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 helped her become the actor she is right and it's been fun it's been hilarious but i think a lot of i think my the biggest heart the hardest part was doubt doubt mm -hmm. Day one, doubting whether I could get this done. Two years later, when I had it done and I premiered it at a, a nice theater, not too far from here, I had all my family friends in. And then I shopped it on when the Hope Film Festival knocked on my door and said, we would love to feature your film in an independent category. Would you like to come down to our festival and... And, and 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 share your story and view your movie. I was like, hell yeah, right. Let's do this thing, let's do right. it. Wow. But uh, yeah, tons of rejections in terms of film festivals. But they and, and two others said yes, and then Amazon said yes too. So that is great. That is absolutely fabulous. To me, it, it doesn't matter where, as long as someone says a yes, we're happy. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, some people they go for the the ultimate saying, I want my movie in the theaters everywhere. So they don't do it because they don't think they can do get to that level. It's like start anywhere. And then you worry about the other level. You'll get to wherever you need to go, but you got to start first. So, um, you know, two years uh, to make a film. Wow. <sighs> that's, uh, that's, uh, yeah. oh, that's a lot of commitments um, that, uh, that, that um, requires a good team. You know, what, yeah. what do you think, uh, what do you think goes into uh, what it goes into your process when you're when you're actually when you're writing um, for your characters? Uh, do you you know are you already inspired by something else? So you came up with the character because they're people based on people you may know or know of, uh, or you literally have to be inspired and find them. I, I think this particular script went through different stages uh, initially. It was, um, it was it was a very short sketch where Natalie was always the character, but she was inspired by a homeless man. And it, it really didn't get far. I needed some time off from that particular script. And then I started flushing it out. I must have gone through five different renditions of the script 
and and then drafting it another three times or so until it was right and and then on top of that i wanted to get back to your point about what your question about what the diff the most difficult parts of the movie making the movie was not only the technical aspect and hiring people mm-hmm. and working with family but telling a gritty urban drama that's right. realistic and coupling that with some magical realism because there's mm-hmm. some magical realism in this movie and you'll know about that it, it, it kicks in around 20 minutes in and then it drops in again later on in the movie and that magical realism had to work and it worked through the storytelling and of course my daughter's acting it's it very compelling so mm-hmm. uh, yeah uh, my process is just writing 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 uh, you know really buying a ton of starbucks and just losing myself in the cafe and and then just coming out of that sometimes the process you know it's i I go into it i it's like a trial by fire i'm like a phoenix and i'm just losing myself for a good several days before i've already got my second movie done in regards to the screenplay oh really Oh yeah, it's done. It's done. The one, the dystopian one, is ready to go. That the problem oh, is how did that take? Uh, that took about a year. It took about a year. But the problem with that is the funding. This, okay. as much as I paid, as much as it cost me ten thousand to make Shadowlands, this baby's going to cost a lot of money. It's going to cost a uh, lot, and I'm, I'm waiting on funding. Or I might just consider a Cannes Film Festival has a yes. a category called Catalyst. Yes. And I might I might take a five minute, I might film a five minute scene from this new movie, send it to Catalyst and hope that it wins. And if um, it does, they'll fund it and we're good to go. Oh, that is great. Yeah, I think you should definitely, if, I mean, obviously you follow your gut and your gut says, make it, go for it. Whatever you got to do, make it happen. Because there's people out there that will fund it. It's just finding them. I guess that's what producers are for, right? <laughs> yeah. When you do it all, when you're wearing all the hats, it becomes more like, okay, we got to make time for this. It, it'll happen. I'm sure it'll happen. I'm and, and, and tell you, that's the hardest thing that I've had to learn, the business side, yes. really pitching my art, yes. uh, making it work. I'm not a very good salesman, so I had to learn to become a better salesman. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what this next thing will be. I just have to, it, it all it takes us five minutes, but it has to be the most compelling five minute mini movie standalone that's a part of a scene of my bigger picture that can speak for me and hopefully uh whether it's catalyst and Cannes film festival i'm sorry i meant i meant sundance it's sundance 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 is catalyst whether it's that program or any other program i i I pitch it to uh you know i'm hoping that the funding will come through for this nice have you ever tried the crowdfunding because i know some people that did that and they actually raised a lot of money. I was like, how did you do that? And, but they, they really organized it really well and gave, you know, you get uh, to come to premiere, they give things or something like that. You get title right. as associate producer or whatever. Um, they, yeah. they offer things along with it, but they raised, I think they were looking for like something like 25,000. They got like 150,000. I was like, how'd you do that? So yeah, I'm sure a lot there. of it. It depends on the premise, right? If the premise really speaks to a lot of people and what they want to see, they're going to put a dollar in, five, 10, 20, whatever it might be. It's something I want to consider too. I've got a, it's funny, I've got a list of ventures in terms of like funding ventures and, and 
crowdfunding is one of them. Different uh, independent uh, film festivals is another. So yeah, it's, and then on top of that, I'm still teaching. I was going to say, <laughs> and that's, and that's probably how you still stay afloat. Cause I was going to ask, yeah. how do you stay afloat? A lot of people have to, you know, have the hands in many pots at, while they're doing what they love because yeah. you know, it can be expensive. Yeah. Uh, and that was another reason why to like Shadowlands took two years to make because I had to work. Right. And I, I would have loved to invest two to three months in filming the movie and call it a, a day, but that just wasn't the case. But, right, right. But I'm sure this next movie will be that much shorter because uh, time is money when it comes to people funding or at least organizations funding movie money into a movie mm -hmm. time is money so i'm all for it i can't wait i can't wait for my next stage in, mm -hmm. a, in a profession that requires that i may be direct mm -hmm. maybe acted direct i can't wait for that wow well it's coming to so be ready <laughs> um yeah. I, I didn't ask you who are some of your um the people that influence you in film film filmmakers do you have anybody Spike Lee. That's he's he's probably my number one, okay. uh, because of the fact I love his story and I I'm a big fan of Do the Right Thing and so many other great movies he's made, uh, X of course and and I also teach these movies. I teach African American lit. I teach Latino literature and I and these are movies that I share with my students. So I I love to have them inspired, but I love just studying. I love studying the art of filmmaking through Spike Lee's vision. Um, I'm a big fan of uh, a lot of great uh, realistic independent movies as well. I, but I would have to say that Spike Lee's he's he's a visionary, and yeah. he's someone that I, I would love to um, I, I would love to be in his shadow and learn and watch him. You know, yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, I just I just remember him coming. What we thought came out of nowhere, but he didn't. He went to school. You know, I think he did. Did he go to film school? And did he not? Tish, yeah, Tisch School of the Arts. Yeah, he went to Tisch. Yeah. My alma mater there. <laughs> um, but um, it just—he just wasn't taking anybody's um, answers, yes or no. He was just making his own table from day one. Yeah. You know, he came in like I'm doing this and I'm doing that, and everybody's mm -hmm. like, uh, but he didn't care, and he just kept at it. So, and now he's like. He's he's amazing, absolutely amazing. Um, yeah, and, and even more so, uh, the the tidal wave of resentment that Hollywood at the time had for him because yeah. they just felt that you know he was volatile, he was dangerous, and but he was only telling the truth, right? He was telling the truth, and and it was a truth that we America needed at the time. It was a hard do pill to, to to swallow. Yes. So. Yeah, I would have to say Spike Lee is my guy, man. He's I love his stuff. I love it from the comedies to to everything else. I'm a big Tarantino fan too. And oh, that's my favorite. One of my favorites, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I just love his witty writing and, and, and he and his co-writer for pulp fiction, but uh big fan of of his 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 eye. Tell mm. you know, telling his story through that particular eye has been fun. Yes. Yes, Manic. my favorite. Yeah, from dust to dawn was my favorite of his. Um, oh. Quentin, yeah, I, just because it was, you can usually can never shock me in a movie, and I usually always can guess what the ending's gonna be. I did yeah. not expect that. <laughs> so no I one did saw that. what that what was gonna happen after that bar scene. No one saw no, it. Yeah, I did not see that at all. I usually can like be like, yeah, something sinister's about to happen, <laughs> but I could not tell anything, and I was like, oh, what? My favorite a vampire movie? Get out! So. 
anyway, I like the element of surprise. Um, what do you see the film industry uh, in, the, in like the next year or two? Because a lot of things have changed since the pandemic. People want to be online now, uh, which is a good thing. And actually maybe in a way for mm. independent filmmakers, I think that's good. Yeah. Um, but it could be a nightmare for other people who want the blockbuster hits and have people out. So yeah. Look, streaming revenues are coming in, tell you. They're they're not bad. I'm happy with the streaming revenues. Um uh that you know, that little check I get every two years is is nice. It's it's right. it, I wish it could be better. Right. Because what happens is is everyone and their grandma's getting movies out. I get that. Right. But you know, there's no arguing the fact that you you still have to tell a great story, a unique story, mm. free from cliche. Mm. So I'm hoping that the Hollywood industry continues doing its, you know, beating on its drum. And I, I think it's important. I want to get on that wagon because that's where the, a lot of the money's at. But I just love the fact that indie artists and indie filmmakers are still trudging through. And uh, I love the fact that Netflix, HBO, you've yes. got some gritty storytelling out there now and, you know, if if they're watching Shadowlands or my next projects, and they're they'd like to consider me as a story writer, as a screenplay writer, I'd I I'd jump on that as well. I have right. to learn to be multifaceted, yes, and, and begin to multitask mm -hmm. to live in this to survive in this particular industry. Absolutely, um, it, it's new to me. Uh, so I'm, I, you know, I got blinds on. I'm good. Right. I'm, I'm going to just stay focused and, right. and and try not to doubt myself. Right. I'm, I'm I'm very positive. I think I'm positive about it. You know, we have to adapt. Uh, the, the culture and the 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 film industry has to adapt. Are people mm. going to go to the film uh, to, to watch movies in theaters more so? Probably not. Right. I mean, yeah, I would. I haven't seen many people. I hate to say it. At least over here, I haven't seen many people in London. Uh, when I go, it's usually I'm trying to think. Even uh, it was a. Oh, oh, so one night, there was one time, sorry, when Women King played here in London and the, the uh, immediate cast uh, came, Viola Davis and them came, yeah, yeah. that was packed. But that's probably because it was, you know, all the BAFA people, but that's probably why it was packed, the selected people to, to be yeah, in there. Yeah. So maybe that's why. But the other movies that I've seen, it was really like, I can count how many people were in the theater. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah. Uh, maybe I don't know if people are still scared or they're just like, who cares? Because now I can go sit at my living room and watch it. I'm not sure what that's about. You know, yeah. So. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm very concerned about how indie filmmakers can ever get on that big screen again. Because again, I, I think a lot of film industry people are not pushing that particular uh, genre on the big screen anymore. Uh, mm. It's all about the blockbuster and it's all about sales at the end of the day. So, and people want to see their, you know, uh, uh, Fast and Furious part 20. And, okay. but it, it's also dumbing down our audience. It, it is. really is. I, I, I do love still going, I'm, I'm in the city, New York City. So I love going to Angelica Film Center. I love going to Jacob Byrne Center. You know, I, I'm going to put the time in because I'm a big fan of film, but right. unfortunately, if if we're not getting the push and the support from the film industry to continue to laud independent film, it, it's mm -hmm. going to be a hard sell for us to get that that piece of the pie. So mm -hmm. what you're going to get are the big blockbusters. That's about it. Mm. That that'd be very scary. That that's all that can dominate. It's like having it's like having a, a, all the banks on your corner. 
and yeah. like no real mom and pop stores anymore. That's kind of what that would be like. That's what it is. You're right, Talia. Yeah, you're right. But you know what? Hey, TV's not that bad now. You know, TV's looking great. And if I can get my stuff on TV, I'm all right with that. I'm right. All right, with that. You know? right. Yeah, I think you can. I think it's a matter. I mean, I think the big blockbuster people have the best marketing team, the best PR, the best, you know, the big budget. That's how they get where they are. Because some of the things they put in the theater, I'm like, how did that make it? Because of what? So if that's the case, I mean, you know. Um, so I just say keep tugging away at it until you um, – Get exactly what you want because it's important to hear um, everyone's story. You know, no matter how big a budget someone has, uh, in my opinion, because without that, then we only, like you said, we're only going to see the blockbuster hits, and we're going to think life is like that, and that's all it is, and it, that's not reality at all. I need to see some of the gritty stuff. I need to see some of the pretty stuff, some of the different stuff. I need to see all of that because that's right. how we, get, you know, our kids. We cannot have them just. Have one track mind. That's all I can say, because uh, yeah. it's it, it could be very scary if that's all. If only certain people are allowed to make those great uh, movies, as they say. So right. um, I appreciate you trying, and I'm one of those people. I do when I hear of someone like yourself, I do try to go out and support it because I know that's the only way it's going to keep um, being um, seen. So right, right. let's see what happens, guys. If you get a chance, go and see that on Amazon. And Amazon, what's it called? Uh, Tubi and yeah, Tubi TV is coming out. I mean, they, they're the second ones who, who put Shadowlands up. I'm really happy about that. Okay. Uh, and they put it up for free. So again, the streaming services do the streaming pennies come down the pipeline. That's important. Okay. Uh, you know, and, and again, I I'm not. I have to be an optimist about this, about the future of film. And as much as yeah, there's nepotism and there's who you know right. in terms of like what's getting out there, the crap that's out there. I'm gonna be honest mm -hmm. with you. Uh, you. You just have to be positive and you got to keep moving forward and smile at all the right times and mm -hmm. and get into that particular boardroom and sell your movie. At, mm -hmm. at the end of the day, that's what it comes down to. So will I ever have to compromise my art? I, I hope not. Right now, I'm not because I'm an indie filmmaker and I'm happy with that. Right. Uh, but once they start to tell me that, yeah, we don't want this particular voice or this right. group of people, right. then it's over and I'm, I'm going to go my way still. And that's why I'm an independent filmmaker. I'm an independent artist, songwriter. Yeah. I love the freedom that comes with it. I have to tell my story. Yes. Good for you. That's And that's, that's really um, what it's about, um, especially for my viewers. It's uh, just learning to find what you're good at, what you what your gift is. It may not be mine, but it's for yours. You have to get it out there. Like just, it doesn't have to be on the Beyonce level if you're a singer. Why can't you go sing in all the local restaurants? I'm just making that up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Why, why do you have to be at um, Paramount Theater? I mean, that's nice, but sometimes you, you know, if you don't want to be edited, um, you have to do your own thing and, and create your own table. Um, so I yeah. appreciate it. I appreciate, I call them real artists. Um, and there's believe. something to be said about the grassroots method. I, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm all for that too. Again, it comes down to a simple fact. You've mm -hmm. got a great story. Mm -hmm. It will do its part. It will have its likes, but you've got to write a great story that's right. free from cliche and make it unique. Tell right. a story that speaks to people. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, what's and how can um, how can we find your music? Uh, where's it? Where's it at? 
I'm on every uh, music streaming service, so Spotify, iTunes. I'm under Evening Sun. That's S-O-N. If you separate the words evening and sun, S-O-N, that's that's me. That's on Spotify? Yeah, Spotify. S-O-N, evening and sun. S-O-N. Let's see. That should be right. Yeah, that's it, yeah. Actually, that name, that pseudo name comes from, uh, you ever read uh, Their Eyes Were Watching God? Yes. Yeah, it's a great novel, right? Of course. And uh, at the end of the novel, uh, a certain character, uh, something unfortunate happens to him uh, down in Louisiana, I think Florida, after the uh, hurricane. Mm -hmm. Anyway, it, it it was a great paragraph. It was just something beautiful about tea cake. And uh, it, in his funeral, he was the son of Evening Sun and something else. I was like, oh, I like that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pick that up. So that's how my pseudonym came to be. Nice. Yeah. I love it. Evening Sun. I love it. Um, and, and do you, um, when you when you sing, um, your students, I saw you created a, what was it? Um, let me see what the Songwriters name was. Club. Yeah, yes, the Songwriters Club. Club. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's going on 23 years now. Wow. Songwriters Club is a, a beautiful, eclectic community of musicians at my high school. Wow. And what I do is I I we I teach my kids how to network mm-hmm. together, mm-hmm. how to write songs, mm-hmm. how to create composition, mm-hmm. and how to tell their own story through mm-hmm. song. So mm-hmm. we have two cover shows a year. We have two original showcases a year. So in total of four major concerts and these kids from ages four, 14 through 18 are, I've given them a stage. I've given them a platform to share their music. It's only a platform that I had wished I had when I was a teenager and never had it. Right. Uh, and, and it turned out this way when I was hired at White Plains High School, because I had a songwriters club back in the Bronx, but it just didn't have enough legs because I had a heart. A lot of kids who were working after school. Right. So yes, yeah, we tried it, and it was it always was difficult to, to, to get it off the starting block. Mm-hmm. But at White Plains High School, uh, I had kids who really put the time in after school. They had the endeavor and the time to do it. But even more so, uh, it, it's so uh, we have got, we've got all different kinds of demographics at White Plains. It's highly diverse. Mm-hmm. You know, African American and everything you could imagine, Caucasian, and it's a district that works. And because it works, somehow my club seemed to work well. And we are a group of uh, sixty to eighty students. Wow! On average every week meeting, collaborating, and writing music. So yeah. a lot of the if you look up WPHS mm-hmm. songwriter club on youtube you'll find it all wphs is white plains high school songwriters club wphs songwriters right. club and and we've got years and years of original songs and cover songs that kids have been performing i so, heard one uh and i was wondering if that was your daughter singing it looked like your daughter but yeah, it might not yeah, be. Yeah, that was oh my gosh what was the song it's a song we all know too. I meant to. I meant to have it oh, cute. She must have had like a, she. I think she covered Alicia Keys. Yeah, this was like gospel it. influence. It was beautiful. She she really killed it. Oh my gosh, oh, killed thank it. You. Thank you. And I, I just loved it. I was looking at the young people. That I loved that they were really into it. Because um, you have, you know, we have to come up with alternatives for our young people. I, I know music is definitely one. Yeah. You know, definitely one. 
That's it's the one thing you can you can definitely if you know like you say something sing you know get something to sing that they're interested in, um, you can definitely keep them off the streets uh, and yeah. keep them into finding their gifts instead of other stuff. Um, music is that's that has always been a savior for for young people. So I appreciate that. Um, yeah, it's ex it's accessible too. It's e it's not easy to teach. Right. But my job as a as an advisor of the Songwriters Club mm -hmm. is to help my kids not only wear this wonderful clothing of a song and learn covers, mm -hmm. and through learning covers, they will then uh, develop their own style. Right. You know, maybe uh, Zida was it, my daughter Zida Polanco is a product of Alicia Keys and. Uh, uh, some some great standards from back in the day, Ella Fitzgerald, and, and you put all that together, and you've got Zyda Polanco today, and so a couple of R&B singers today. And my son is a product of the Songwriters Club too. So we're all musicians. We're all songwriters. As a matter of fact, we got is a your family. Wife? I'm sorry, no, my wife. If anything, I'll oh. give her the triangle and, and she'll play the triangle. But, <laughs> but, but uh, yeah, we're, it's funny. We've got a family concert. This Saturday at a local cafe called Hastings Tea, and oh, uh, Hastings celebrate. Yeah, we're gonna celebrate my son's birthday this Saturday by by having a a concert, uh, a family Polanco concert. So I'm so psyched about it. I got I got 45 minutes. I open up the show. My daughter that follows that, and then my son's got a one hour gig. Wow, um, a lot of family friends, a lot of students are gonna drop in. So that's gonna be nice. That's it's all good. I'm so happy, Tanya. You know, I'm, oh. I'm, I'm doing my music. I'm writing. I'm teaching my students. Uh, I, I've got a good life, and I, yeah. I, I want to keep living this great life on the next stage, whether it's be directorial. I don't know. That's what I was going to ask. What do you want us to remember most about your work? Uh, that that I had a truth to tell, hmm. a truth through music, a truth through the characters I create. Um, I had a truth to tell, and that's what I want people to remember. Mm, mm, truth to tell. Wow. Well, thank you so much. Um, uh, you guys, make sure you check out Shadowlands uh, on Tubi. Did I say right? Tubi TV? Tubi TV, yeah. T-U-B-I. Tubi right. TV. Yeah, or Amazon. Or, and Amazon. Yes, and Amazon. Uh, Prime, yeah. Prime, Prime. Amazon Prime. Uh, check it out. It's definitely worth seeing. Uh very strong characters, uh, the, everything about it is just amazing. Um, and, and I think helpful. Um, I think young people that watch it would, might, would really get something out of it as well. Yeah. You know, so thank you for that. I appreciate you taking the time to come and see us. Um, anything else, any last, uh, any last plugs for yourself, anything, anywhere we got where to find you on YouTube? Um, yeah, Shadowlands. Shadowlands is a comp. Uh, it's not a compound word, so separate it when you search yeah. it. Because apparently, there's another yes. Shadowlands movie that I didn't do, and it's a with it's um, together. But separate the words, and and if you can look up Shadowlands, Dennis Polanco, it'll pop up on Prime, and it'll yeah. pop up on Tubi TV. And Tanya, I just really appreciate the time you're giving me, and uh, uh, you know, I really. Really appreciate what you're doing in your podcast and really get the word out for uh, like the, the the middle class artists trying to really make it happen. You know, and, and, your first class, I just haven't realized yet. That's all right. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And uh, again, thank you so much for the time. Thank you. We appreciate you so much.
um, hang out for one minute. Guys, um, thank you so much for watching. Again, this week, we appreciate you. Try to uh, share the video if you can. Uh, and again, you know, we don't care about ratings as much as we care about somebody out there is watching that may want to direct one day, may want to sing and maybe thinking that they can't. And maybe through this interview, they'll realize that you can do anything you put your mind to. So thank you very much, Dennis Palenka. We appreciate you. And um, guys, go see Shadowland. Who's this? Somebody's got a comment here. Thank you both. Oh, OK. Thank you. Uh, we appreciate you. I see you out there, guys. Thank you, Richard. I appreciate you. Um, and, um, yeah, make sure you go and uh, share the video. I appreciate you guys and go see Shadowland check it out. 2B TV, Amazon prime. I will see you guys again on Sunday. Dennis, hang out for me for one moment. There you go. Bye.